This is Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare from Rock 94.7. Welcome to 13 Questions on Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Tonight's guest is a founding member of a band that's been getting a lot of love from the Rock Nation. Their new single, Blood, has been the most requested song for weeks on this station. Their new album of the same name hit stores this coming Tuesday. Here to talk about the album, in this moment, lead guitarist Chris Howarth. Chris, welcome to Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare, man. Awesome. I'm scared already. <laughs> you should be. Now, uh, Chris, <laughs> Blood's lead single, also named Blood, it combines metal with a little bit of electronic and dance stuff. How long until we get the Chris Howarth dubstep album? <laughs> you might be waiting a long time for that one, bro. <laughs> we, had, we we don't even know what dubstep is, honestly. We just were experimenting in the studio, writing the song with our producer, and it came out like that, and we just thought it was so different and weird and cool that we were just were stoked, and you know it just made everybody excited. I don't know. It just happened. Our listeners are just eating it up, man. We get more requests for that thing. Every time we play it, we get a ton of texts to people saying, what is that? We need that. We got to have more of that. Oh, I love it. That's perfect. That's exactly what... We thought when we heard it, the first time Marie and I heard the song when it was mixed up a little bit, we were like, oh my God, what is this? What did we just write? Is this good? What is it? You know, and I think that's what makes it cool is that it's so different. People don't know what they just heard and they want to hear it again, you know, which is the whole idea. Well, the new album has a lot of standout moments. And I mean, we could go on for hours and hours about all of them. But uh, the one that I w- really want to ask you about, what did you think the first time you heard Maria sing the final track on the album, Eleven Eleven? I was blown away by it, man. You know, Maria has this, she's, the way she sings is so real anyways, and she always has this way of tapping into her inner emotion and, and bringing it out on, on the records. And, and it's just, it, it's dep- I mean, it's not supposed to be depressing, but I always feel sad when I listen to that song because it's just so, like, emotional. Um, it's, yeah, it blew me away. Plus, everything on the song, there is no, like, instruments. It's all her voice. All the layers are her voice, and even the beat is her pounding her fist against her chest. So it's totally just all vocals, and it's really magical, I think. That, I, I had to hit uh, replay several dozen times on that. It was a great piece of work. Um, now, oh. M- Maria's lyrics tend to be very personal. Has she ever written something that made you go, hey, hold on, are you, are you sure you want to share that with the world? That happens all the time, man. But you know what? We kind of look at it like that's, that's what it's all about is taking that risk, and it's art, you know, and what makes... Maria's lyrics so good and what makes the songs connect with people so much is that it's it's real. It's not contrived. She's not singing about, you know, hanging out in the club with, with, with the dudes. She's singing about stuff that's happened to her, things that she feels really passionately. And you can tell, you know, in the song when you listen that it's real. So I back it. Now, uh, Chris, you and Maria, I'd say it's safe to say you guys are the Lennon-McCartney of In This Moment. <laughs> can, can you describe how your working and writing relationship has changed from 2005 through now? Well, we get along a lot better when we write. When we first started, we, we would fight about every little thing because we were still trying to figure out who we were you know, as a band and what our sound was and stuff. And I was always battling for the heavy parts and she was always battling for the melodic parts and on the on the most recent album, you know, with what happened with the band before we went into record and everything, it was kind of stripped down to just Maria and I, and we just came together and gelled, and everything went so smoothly because we were both seeing eye to eye on everything the whole way. And I think that's why the album came out so good. We're 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 really proud of it. It's our best record, and it's because the relationship, you know, working together has gotten better and better with each album when we kind of came together 
you know, the most on this one. It was it kind of you and she against the world at this point? Oh my God, yeah, man. We we kind of felt like people weren't weren't believing in us, you know, and were doubting us, kind of. And that feeling just lit this fire inside of us that that we everything was just, you know, oh yeah, this has got to be the best it could be. And and our producer Kevin felt that same way too, you know, because people were questioning whether we should be working with him again. You know, it's our third time, and we all just had a lot to prove. And so each song we we did, we spent. We wanted to make sure it was as good as it could be, and, and we took a lot of time to make sure that happened. Well, um, now, in this moment, you guys started out just a, a scant seven years ago. Relatively speaking, your rise to prominence in modern metal has been astoundingly fast. Uh, to what do you credit this success? I mean, honestly, to us, it feels like, because all we've ever done since the beginning was sacrifice to make it happen. You know, we, we haven't really ever made a lot of money. You know, we're always struggling. We're always putting the money back that we do make back into the band and trying to make the band bigger. So to us, it's just been tons of hard work and touring and touring, and we've never really had a lot of radio success. And and it's all just been grassroots, you know, playing shows, meeting the fans, building our fan base through touring, you know. So to us, it has been a long, long thing. Now, I don't take for granted any of the, any of the great opportunities that we've had, um, but it all comes from us just, busting our butts to get here you know well i think that radio success thing is going to change if blood is any as uh, any indicator but um uh, now, we're, so, we're so excited about that man yeah it's so cool now uh chris uh, you know your lead vocalist maria brink she she tops a lot of the you know hottest babe or chicken metal list and let's face it from a marketing standpoint it doesn't hurt to have her prominently featured on the advertising materials for the band does this put a lot of pressure on you and the other fellows in the band to hit the gym so you can get a hottest dude in metal award is that <laughs> we, we just like let her take all that man we're, we're trying to you know on this record especially we're trying to kind of step up our image and, and look like some kind of creatures or characters, you know, to make ourselves stand out a little bit. But it kind of goes with the territory, and it's honestly a double-edged sword because a lot of times people don't take us seriously because of Maria's looks. And Maria wants to be taken seriously, too, you know, for her music and, and as a singer and an artist and, and as our band and our songs are good. You know, it's not just Maria's hot, and that's why people like our band, you know. So it's, it works both ways. It gets us exposure, but it also tends to make people make snap judgments, you know, until they actually listen to the music. You know, you really don't know what our band's about. Uh, that's the thing that I like about in this moment. Uh, I've, I've being a um, host of a metal show, I get a lot of uh, you know albums and stuff sent my way, and I had one sent to me by a band who shall remain nameless. They, they, I listened to the music and I'm like, eh, this isn't really doing anything new. And then I saw the press kit for the band, and oh my god, they have a smoking hot lead singer. But it's like I was telling my program director, you can't hear sing. So if the music's not there, yeah, the the, the advertising will only get you so far. Yeah, exactly, man. And that's, that's what we've been kind of battling against because a lot of people just see the picture or see the, the hottest chicken metal thing and make their, their judgment right off the bat without even really hearing the band or giving the, ch- the songs a chance, you know. And we're always about the music first, you know. It's just great that Maria is, is attractive and she's got a really awesome stage presence and sense of style. So it's just going to take the band further in the long run once people finally discover that we do have actually songs, you know. It's not just about a good-looking singer. You're listening to 13 Questions on Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare is a three-hour metal show heard every single Saturday night from 9 until midnight Central Standard Time on Rock 94.7 and 102.9 in Central Wisconsin and worldwide online at rock947.com. 
Our interview with Chris Howarth of In This Moment continues. Maria's son's in his early 20s now. Has he shown any signs of following in his mom's footsteps musically? Um, you know, not really yet. I mean, he's a talented kid. You know, he was able to play drums back when he was little, you know, and, and he's, he's kind of does some rapping and stuff, and he's really good at it. I mean, he's still trying to figure out what he wants to do. He's in that kind of, I don't know what I want to do phase of his life. So, but he definitely could do it if he wanted to. And Maria's all about trying to help him out, you know, if, if and when he decides to do that. Now, Chris, you're doing a fall tour, including a stop at Madison, Wisconsin's Majestic Theater on August 21st. And then you're off on the Shiprocked Cruise, which also features several other metal acts like Five Finger Death Punch, Korn, and former Queensryche vocalist Jeff Tate. Have you guys hired extra security in case uh, Tate tries to shank someone again? Is that... Uh... <laughs> You know what, man? I got to tell you, we met Jeff uh, on the last uh, ship rock. Maria actually sang a couple of songs with him, and he was the nicest guy in the world. Now, I know, you know, inner band things happen, and, and relationships and people's personalities can, can tend to clash in a band situation. So I can't speak for what happened with that band, you know, but, but from our standpoint, the guys in Queen Strike are all cool, and Jeff Tate's a great guy. I don't know what could have made it happen to where he snapped like that, you know, but I, I definitely can relate with insano things happening on tour within the band you know that that you you know you wish you could keep private at all times you know so i feel bad that it happened the way it did but he's actually a really nice guy so i'm not too worried about him shanking us <laughs> good deal uh do you guys have any tour plans after the cruise in november we do man we have a really awesome tour and i can't tell you who it's with but our fans are going to be super stoked um it's us and another band that's that's have a similar type of uh vibe but that's a little bit bigger than us, and it's going to be just so exciting for the fans. It's like a November, December tour going all the way up to Christmas, so I can't wait till it's announced. Appetites are whetted, to be sure, man. Now, uh, Chris, you've been a touring musician for uh, quite some time now. What's your favorite story from the road that you can share without attracting the attention of law enforcement? I guess the, one of the biggest moments for us was, was playing with Ozzy on tour, you know, and getting to play, like, Madison Square Garden at Staples Center as far as, like, an epic, memorable moment. Now, anything like risque and, and dangerous i can't really talk about because you know i don't know i might get sued or something understandable well once the uh, statute of limitations is up on some of that stuff we'll have you back on how's that sound dude i'm gonna write a tell-all book man <laughs> and it'll have everything in it perfect now uh, in addition to your uh, your budding work as an author that you're going to get started on here you actually worked <laughs> for a public storage facility back in the day have you ever had to auction off a storage unit's contents a la storage wars not on the show, man. I mean, I'm watching these shows lately, and I, I just can't believe it's finally become a TV thing because, I, you know, we did it every month. You know, every storage place does it, and it's it's really cool, you know, because you never know what you're going to get. But nine times out of ten, it's just a bunch of junk, you know. So they're definitely having to open up a lot of units for those TV shows. But oh, well, it's totally surprising that, that, you know, it's not surprising, actually, that it became a TV show because it is interesting. Oh, what is the coolest or weirdest thing you found in an abandoned unit? Well, one time... They, there was a unit that we opened up, you know, because you cut the locks and when somebody hasn't paid their rent for three months, put a lien on it, cut the lock off, and there was a trunk in this unit. And normally when there's just one thing in a unit, you, you usually put it in another unit that's called an abandoned goods unit, where you just kind of collect a bunch of stuff, and eventually when it's full, you sell it. Well, a couple of weeks after we found this trunk, uh, the cops came to our, our facility with a search warrant, and inside this trunk was $500,000 in cash. Now, if I would have opened that trunk myself and seen the $500,000 in cash, I might be living in, like, Europe right now. But that was pretty crazy, you know, just knowing that there was that much money sitting in there, you know, that I could have opened up and fled the country with. But, uh, yeah, 
That was a good one. Now, uh, Chris, In This Moment has been streaming the entire Blood album on Xbox Live this week. Are you or anyone else in the band gamers? Oh, I'm a huge gamer, man. And when I heard we were doing the Xbox Live thing, I was so stoked because when I'm not on tour and not working on the band, you know, when I have a little bit of time, all I do is play Xbox. You know, I love it. So what do you play in these days? What's your game? Uh, I've been playing Skyrim, which is completely addicting. It's like a, a first-person kind of role-playing game, and I was really addicted to the Modern Warfare 3 and Call of Duty Black Ops and Nazi Zombies. I uh, love all those games, man. And I get I get into it so much that I'll just play it all night. I play with, actually, a bunch of our fans. You know, I've met a lot of cool people that have, you know, liked the band, and then they hit me up on Xbox, and we ended up, like, gaming together all the time it's pretty cool uh, do you want to add more gamers to your list do you want to hand out your gamer tag tonight um, i'm pretty full but it's chris itm all one word capitals if you're if you like to play games i actually like to play games i don't mind sitting and talking with fans about what's going on while we're playing because it sometimes it turns into like a long interview but <laughs> i do like to play games so if anybody likes the game and just likes to get into the game and play the game i'm totally into it Awesome, awesome. Chris, I got one more question for you. Uh, you've done a ton of interviews over the years, and you've been asked a lot of stupid questions by a lot of stupid DJs. Is there a question that you wish someone would ask you in an interview, but no one ever seems to? That's a really good question, man. I'm, I can't think of anything right now, but I'm sure if I thought about it for a little bit, I could come up with something. <laughs> but, I mean, most, most, the worst question we can get a lot of the times is, so tell me about the band. You know, tell me, tell me about your history or something like that. It's like, really, you can't look on on Google and figure that out before you call me and have me try to explain how we got to here right now. You know, in in like two minutes. On Scary Terry Saturday Nightmare, we have a Wikipedia rule: never ask a question that you can find the answer to on frickin' Wikipedia. You know, I love it, man. All these questions are good too, so <laughs> you've succeeded. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. That is Chris Holworth of In This Moment. Like them on Facebook. Follow them on Twitter. Pick up their latest album, Blood, due out this coming Tuesday. Friend them on Xbox Live and get your head blown off by them. See them live yeah. at the Majestic in Madison, Wisconsin on August 21st. Chris, thank you so much for being a part of Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Thank you very much, Terry. I appreciate it, buddy. And thank you for listening to 13 Questions with Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare is a three-hour metal show heard every single Saturday night from 9 until midnight, Central Standard Time on Rock 94.7 and 102.9 in Central Wisconsin, and worldwide online at rock947.com. Next time you're on Facebook, please give Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare a like. I'm Terry Stevens. You can follow me on Twitter at TerryRock947. Thanks for listening.